Hey folks, welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire Podcast and the Mindset Matters Edition, where I'm joined by my wife and Olympic mental performance coach, Stephanie Hanlon-Francie. Together, Stephanie and I engage in a conversation about different aspects of what we refer to as Mindset Matters. We believe that we're living in and through one of the most impactful global events in history. And let's face it, few have trained for or are equipped to deal with the life that is unfolding before them. The need to pivot in your business, your career, or perhaps deal with shifting family dynamics lies before many. We hope to inspire you to ask yourself questions or pause to consider how you view your world, your life. We'll invite you to check in on where you are on your journey, and are you still clear on your intended destination, or has it changed? Join us for this in our series of Mindset Matters. Listen in, enjoy. Hey folks, welcome to the Everyday Millionaire Podcast, the Mindset Matters edition. I'm joined as always by the beautiful, talented, amazing Stephanie Hanlon. Hi, hon. <laughs> there we go. Hey, we got some things to talk about. This one was inspired uh, by a guy by the name of James Lawrence, and I was listening to a podcast, but uh, he's one of these guys that uh, I think he did a hundred triathlons in a hundred days. Like it was something ridiculous like that. Anyways, the point is this. Why do you say ridiculous? Well, because it's off the charts. He's in, he's a phenom. Right. Okay. So the conversation was, it actually comes off another podcast that we did about fulfillment and working hard. And he talked and really kind of got me lit up about some of the things because you know, I know for myself that I've felt made wrong sometimes by my family about, no. <laughs> about working hard and being called a workaholic and blah, 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 and all the rest of it. So anyways, that was, that was in the past, not so much anymore. I still do that, but I think people just know that's what I do and how I do it. Well, you know what, before I'm just, don't step over that because when somebody calls somebody else a workaholic or whatever, it's because they don't understand their values. I mean... I love when I'm in my power and when I'm totally engaged in my coaching and what I love to do, does that make me a workaholic? I'm, I may not see you for two or three days. I'm just hunkered down in my office, but I'm doing what I love to do. Well, I'll tell you this, that none of my team would ever call me a workaholic, nor would I call them workaholics. And it's not because they don't work their asses off because they do. And, uh, you know, when I look at the team of the Real Estate Investment Network, for example, uh, they're all entrepreneurs. They're all got other very successful businesses. And it's like they do this because they love to do it because we love to work together as a team. And it's awesome. And we're trying to reinvent the Real Estate Investment Network. We're trying to work on all of these things. So we work hard and we try and be a contribution. We try and develop new skills. We do all those things. But... That was built off a podcast around fulfillment, and one of the keys in the equation of being fulfilled, there is the fulfillment equation, a, a pragmatic approach. We tried to, I tried to, or we collectively tried to bring it down and make it pragmatic. Now, in that, we talked about working hard, and there's a fundamental thing that we've started to see, you know, this point in my life, is that in general, people don't want to work hard. And I think it's not because they don't want to work hard. Like, I don't think that many people are lazy. Number one, what's the benchmark for working hard? As an entrepreneur, you're just always working. It's what we do. Now, 
if you're a nine to fiver, if you've got a job and that's what lights you up, that's cool. You have a different view of what working hard is. And everybody has their view of hard work. So I'm not going to, the intention is not to make anybody wrong. The intention is only to let's define what hard work is. And the, the propensity for, in general, this is a mindset conversation for people that they don't want to work hard. They make it wrong. It's like, oh, you know, I just had this thought. So back in the day, this is many, many, like I'm thinking back in, I guess, you know, times where there was really kings and queens and serfdom and all the things, is that it was only the laborers that had tans. Remember that? I do. Remember that story? Yep. And if you were royalty, of course. Pristine white skin. Pristine white skin because you weren't working in the fields. And as a matter of fact, if you had a tan, that would be considered. Low class. Low class. What the hell? You work in the fields. Today, of course, a tan means that you've been laying around on the beach and you've been in, you know, vacation mode or your 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 life is such that you're living in some kind of tropical paradise. Now, that's something that people seem to want to aspire to uh, at this point in our lives, having made a lot of money, lost a lot of money, built great businesses, you know, doing all the things that we've done, gone through all of it. We look at it and go. Nope, I'm on the Freedom 95 program because I don't ever see myself not doing something. I just can't imagine that. Yeah, I can't imagine just laying around a beach or looking for my next vacation. Because if you're looking to a vacation to avoid your life, that's something to dig into. Yeah, you know, that's the other thing is if the only thing you've got to look forward to is your next vacation. Or the weekend. Or the weekend, then there's something to look into that. Now, that's not what this is about. This isn't about that conversation. So let's not go there. So the the reality uh, or the, the topic of this is about hard work. What does it take to really achieve a result? And where people get uh, lost is, first off, they have, a, this is once again, this is a, a you know. A, a BS. No, 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 no. This is, there's a lot of BS in there, a lot of belief systems in there. This is a kind of an addendum to the fulfillment podcast. I think that's how this is starting to evolve. But we want our life to be easier. We want it to uh, be simpler. We want it to be, why do I have to work so hard? Because we're influenced by all of those people that seem to have more. Oh, yeah. My new favorite thing is searching for life hacks on Facebook. Have really? you seen those things? No. no, it's not my favorite thing at no. all. I mean, there's some cool what ideas. Are you doing? Do I have to lock you down on your <laughs> social media? No, but back like early on in this whole isolation BS is that these people were coming up and there was really cool uh, things that were showing up that were called life hacks. Mm-hmm. And I got it. And it was some things like that were easy. But you know what? I don't want to spend a whole lot of time trying to figure out how to fold my sheets better. Yeah, I think there's a, you know, there's certainly a lot of things that come into play there. And, you know, when we look at technology, for example, and what it, it, what, how it works for us, that makes life easier. It makes us more efficient. Actually, if you do it right, it, it allows you to accomplish more as opposed to sit around more. That's the key fundamental for me. So when we look at mindset and what we're trying to achieve, you know, really the goal of mindset matters is to kind of have and offer you a view of what, how did, how is your life? What do you measuring? it against, for example, in this conversation, who says that you're working too hard and what's, so what, if you're loving what you do, then it's not too hard to work. But here's the fundamental thing. Like, let's look at what life is all about. 
Now, the most accomplished, and we'll use, you know, you could use any number of big names out there that are seem to always be in the in the media. And the reality of it is they've worked her hard. They've worked their asses off. You know, you don't become a billionaire, and not that is your goal, but we know lots of multi-multi-millionaires, hundreds of hundreds of millionaires or whatever that term might hundred be. Or, hundred mil, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know what the term is, but it doesn't matter. We know people that have made a lot of money. And uh, guess what? They've worked their asses off. They've taken risks. They've done things. You know, I just was listening to a Tesla guy. Elon Musk. Elon Musk, thank you. you know. Tesla guy, good thing we don't own any stocks. <laughs> no, we do. I know, so, right? So my point is, is that um, here's the thing about Elon. He shared a story about he had $30 million left, right? $30 million. I'm down to my last $30 million. <laughs> okay, funny, <laughs> right? So he's down to his last $30 million. And he looked at two, he had two businesses going. And he said, okay, I, I had then had to say, okay, what am I going to do with this $30 million? I could put it all into one business and kind of put it all in there. And it could go the direction it gonna, it's going to go, which would mean the other business dies. I could then take it and put it into the other business, which is a risk. And then the other business could die. I could put it into both businesses and both businesses would fail and go away. So he's losing sleep. But imagine that, okay? I so, want that to be my problem, my last $30 well, million. well, no, but think about that. It doesn't matter if it's 30000 It doesn't matter if it it's 3000 3, if it's your last yeah, dollars, okay? Yeah. But here's what he did. He put it into both businesses. Now, both succeeded. Okay, he took that thirty million, real reinvested it. It goes down to like he was down, like that's it, he's out. And that's one of the stories about Elon is that he put it all in. So love it, hate it, e card, whatever you know that you believe. The point is this: is to achieve that level of success, you work your ass off. Now he talks a, a lot about that, and there's another interesting story that I add to that, which is the kind of on the other side of that equation, which was about trust funders and how we look at trust funders. You know, they don't have to work. They, you know, it's family money, blah, blah, blah. They'll be rich forever. And uh, Gary V shared this story. And these are just guys that I follow and, and, and I listen to their stuff and I take it and, you know, I either take it on and, and absorb it and apply it or I don't. But Gary V made a really good point because you and I know some trust funders. We've met some over the years. And this was a judgment that I had as well. So he talked about trust funders and maybe you've heard Gary V, but if you haven't, doesn't matter. I'll share the story anyways. And he shared the stories. He says, you know something? He says, I know a lot of trust funders. And here's the reality of it. Some of them work their asses off to accomplish something that takes them out of the view of people, the judgment of people that says, yeah, but he's a trust funder. Mm. Of course he's going to succeed. So it doesn't matter what they've accomplished. And it doesn't matter because they work, they they can build huge businesses, huge charitable organizations, whatever contribution, they're big, huge contributions. But they're viewed, yes, but he's a trust funder, of yeah, course. That's the advantage. She, yeah. Of course, of course they succeeded. But back to Elon Musk. They're risking millions of dollars. And, you know, and I know that you and I have actually had that judgment of some people is that they're trust funders. Now, in some cases, <laughs> it seems appropriate, but who are we to judge anyways? But the point is, is that they're not accomplishing things. They're 
just living. They're doing the best they can, no different than any yep. any of us. But are. they're struggling. The point is this: is that they have another set of struggles, mm-hmm. regardless of the money that they have. Right. So here we go back to working hard. You know, we we sh- we we've, we've talked about this. Life is hard, and when you realize it's hard, then it's easy. And let's talk about hard work. And hard work is about life preparation. Now, when you think about us at our stage in life and in business. And what did we kind of do and what did we accomplish? Let's think about and talk about a little bit about COVID. When COVID hit, there was opportunities to either melt down or to pivot. And we've both worked very hard in our businesses. And I'm just giving this as an example. This isn't like nobody else worked hard. Like, that's not the point. The point is this, is that hard work is what prepares us for shit hitting the fan at the end of the day. You know, something COVID hit, we kind of are stressed like everybody else. You know, we're having to shut businesses down temporarily. We've got staff that we're dealing with. We've got our stores in Edmonton, for example. But the point is this is a lot of what our hard work did was prepare us for what was coming down the pipe. And we had no idea what that would be. You know, some people say this this too will pass. My thing is when shit hits the fan, I go, this too will prepare me. This but, too will uh, prepare me. I love me. that. Write that down. Write that down. This too will prepare me. You've never shared that with me. Good. So the point is, is that life is about... In, in this case, working hard is about preparation for life, you know, and life will teach you humility. It, if you take it on in a really intentional way, this is the mindset matters part of it. Be intentional. Don't let, 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 don't let life happen to you. You know, take life and take it on so that you have some what we'll call control. Yeah. We'll use that word for now. But then we start to discover our purpose, our passion. Where do we get fulfillment? Very, very important. That's intentional. It doesn't happen by accident. No, and I've seen that recently with a lot of the athletes that I work with that are getting prepared for the Olympic Games, is that there was a choice. There was a, a, a turning point for many of them where they went, you know what, I, I, I'm going to have to shift how I train Mm-hmm. In order to qualify, in order to achieve my goal, in order to, you know, work as hard as I can. And do I want to even do that? Do I want to do that? And there was some turning points that happened. And mm-hmm. some some people quit. Some people um, reevaluated. And then some people really took it on. So they took this as an opportunity because we don't know what's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Right? But are we, I mean, I look at our day-to-day or my day-to-day and then am I at the end of the day grounded and proud mm-hmm. of what I've done and what I've accomplished. Cause I don't know if I'm going to have it tomorrow. I don't know if the games are even going to happen. I don't even know if, you know, what I'm going to wake up tomorrow. So if we really chunk it down and look at this last couple of years, I would say that the, the work that I've done in the last 40 some years has prepared me for this. Exactly. So when we avoid hard work, we are actually, avoiding the development of the skills that we need to handle with what life throws at us. And, and so we have to pay attention to that. So, you know, this is about working hard and doing what you love to do. 
And what our observation was is that we saw people in COVID, and, and probably if you're listening to this, you could even observe it yourself. You know, Think about the different reactions, even to this day, two years later, how are people being in this new environment called COVID? And how are they reacting to it? And we, and how are they treating themselves and how are they treating others based are, on the stress response? Totally, based on your stress response. Now, this is something that's interesting because we've talked about this on the podcast before, is that who are you in the context of all of this? Are you being that grounding force? Or are you being that chaos that buys into the, the drama and how you react to things? Being careful, being conscious of how you react or how you take a... a you know, a, a stress point on. So how you deal with adversity is a conscious thing, but it takes training. And, you, you know, we talk about physical training all the time. And we, within the context of Mindset Matters, we're actually trying to train our mind. The intention is to support you in giving you a thought process where you actually are training your mind. Well, training your mind and your body at the same time is happening regardless. So we're not training our body. Like Think about setting a goal to train for the Olympics or to run a marathon or to be able to walk 10,000 steps a day. It doesn't matter. There's a, there's a decision that comes from your mind, comes mm. from your commitment to what you want your life to look like. And I think as we go into this new universe and, and think about things like, you know, um, AI and the metaverse and the things that we could be doing and climbing mountains while we're sitting on the couch, you know, there's going to be things that we're going to be tested. And if we don't have that resilience factor that's happening or that resilience experience, then it's easier to make decisions to make things easy. And it's not that it's choosing easy. It's choosing easy because we think it's going to be less painful. Okay, so let's just stop there. Put a pin in that co comment. Because when I go, when I'm looking at it, I'm not trying to make it easier necessarily. I'm more inclined to make it more efficient. So, oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's two different things. But that is, yeah. but, but there's a fundamental, right? I'm not making it easier because I want to have more time to sit around. I'm wanting to accomplish more and therefore I'm trying to be more efficient. Now I did that in my training. I've done that in my diet. I've done that in my business. We look at things that are more efficient. That kind of makes sense to me, right? In that, in that context, but I'm not trying to do it because I want to sit around more. Well, it's it's funny that you say that is that I've even had athletes that, that are saying this is way too hard. I don't want I don't want to work this hard. And then I go, okay, then you don't want to win. It's it's not about easy so that you can sit on the couch more. It it's about how do you make ease and joy and efficiency the goal. Because the goal in efficiency, when you think of efficiency, you're eliminating all the drama and the stickiness and, and what we call, you know, distractions, for example, which are huge energy leaks. Mm -hmm. But when you make things efficient, they get easy. And life and the training and the goal and the, the journey, you know, towards Olympics gets narrower or the journey towards, you, you know, your million dollar idea or whatever gets more efficient. And, and that's... That streamlining, that streamlining is truly where energy flows because energy goes where focus, you know, where focus flows, energy goes. We look at the hard work as part of our own development. We have to flip it. You know, don't make hard work wrong. Make it 
awesome because you're working hard, you're developing skills, you're developing the skills that you need to take on whatever life throws at you down the road. It's, you know, it's where wisdom lives, actually. You know, it's why, you know, it's like I see some reaction by people, you know, that are 40, you know, me being, you know. Not 40. Not 40. (laughs) (laughs) Not 40. It's like, okay, yeah, no, no big deal. So, but it, 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 the point is this, is that in order to do, to have the outcome, we have to do the work. And more and more because of social media, because of efficiencies, because of technology, you cannot get, I say this because it's really what I see. People want that outcome, but they don't want to do the work. You have to take the journey and take the journey on and embrace the journey because actually the learning is in the journey, not the outcome, right? It's in the steps that you took to achieve the outcome that you learn and you learn humility and you learn the mental and the physical process that you have to go through to achieve it. It's like, you can, I, you know, I use the, the, the expression that you can learn to swim on YouTube. But until you jump in the pool, you have not learned to swim, you know, and that's the reality of that situation. And you can't come off the couch and go to the top of Everest. You have to do the work. You actually have to take those steps. You have to train. You have to go through the process. And then honoring where you're entering it. You know, if you're obese or if you're 40 over pound, 40 pounds overweight or you've never done any physical activity or you're very limited, you're starting at a way different place than somebody who's semi-active. You know, you just have to accept that and then you have to take it on and then you have to take steps to go forward. Yeah, there's a truth-telling that has to happen about where you're entering the game. You know, you can say you want to be Olympic champion, but if you don't know how to skate, you know, or you want to be an NBA superstar, but you're five foot four, you know, it, there's a truth telling that happens. And, and that is very humbling. And we think about humility and hard work. Hard work teaches humility. It, it really does. does. And okay, so here's the, where I want to go next. So we do the hard work. We understand that it's all about preparing us for adversity. Take it on, do it, be proud of the work that you do. There's a, another phase of this that we talk about we that I want to kind of see if I can give it a context. We want to set big goals. We really, really do. But mentally or that can really shut us down. And so this goes back to how do you eat an elephant? How do you climb a mountain one step at a time? I mean, we've heard all of those cliches, but there's a part of it when we talk about mindset matters is that whatever we take on, it really is about adjusting how we view the world. It's adjusting our behaviors because our behaviors are actually how we think drives our behavior behaviors. So how we think is really, really important in taking action and moving forward. And we have to sometimes conquer belief systems that we have or we want to have. And can you change your belief systems? Well, I, I, mm-hmm. I 100% believe you can. Right. And I think as I'm listening to you and I'm trying to hook into some of the feedback we've gotten is that there's some thought processes out there is that we are locked in or we are born with a certain set of beliefs that we can't change. And I think hard work and the the mantra of hard work actually is a belief system. And if people don't think they can change their belief system around what hard work is, because I work hard, but I don't work hard like you do. I work hard differently. Mm-hmm. 
right? So what's the belief system around hard work? And that's where I think this conversation could take us. Okay, so let's talk about hard work. You know, when you want an outcome, you have to take the steps to achieve that outcome. The struggle that we have is people want to go from zero to 100 without all the steps in between. That's what we constantly see as even as coaches. You know, somebody says, well, we have, I have this goal. I want to achieve this. You know, even I'll, I'll use it. You know, we talk about this in the past. We talk about coachability. Are you coachable? You know, here's a, here's a common scenario that we get. Somebody gets halfway to a goal. We believe in them. We actually believe that they can achieve it mentally, physically. They're smart enough. They're physical enough. They, they've got it, right? But at some point, they're going through the process. So, for example, we'll use the marathon as an example. You're going you're gonna to run a marathon? Okay, got it. I believe you can do that. Well, I'm 40 pounds overweight. Doesn't matter. I believe that if you follow the process, you can get there. That means... You get your butt out of bed because you're too busy with kids and you got work. So then, yes, you got to get up earlier or you got to uh, do it after work, whatever it is, but you got to train. So what does that look like? Well, we're entering the conversation where you are. Get off your ass, go for a walk. Okay, now that is that harsh? No, but that's what you have to do. Yeah, go for a walk because that's where you're going to start. You got to start changing your diet. Now, you people want the outcome. I want to lose 40 pounds and run a marathon. But are they willing to go through the process? Well, interesting enough, that's why they would change coaches. Because <laughs> potentially would get a coach or, or you would or me would say that and support them. Because of believing in your clients and their goals. And for me, seeing you know everybody standing on the top of the podium, I see that. Because we're coaching everyone to win. They're going to tell you where their stopping point is, mm -hmm. where the limitation is. And I've been actually fired by certain clients. Because I believed in them more than they did. Uh, and what they, they, more than they, oh, hold it, finish that, say it accurately. More than th they, they believed, believed in, themselves. in themselves. Yes. So what they were looking for was coaxing, mm -hmm. not coaching. Yes. They didn't want to be held to the standard that they said they wanted. So they fired me or they, you know, went, whatever, moved on, moved on it's yeah. fine, uh, to another coach that either supported their own belief system mm -hmm. or their own limitations mm -hmm. and then continued. It's, it's it's similar to the, you know, the psychology uh, or the counseling process that I'm seeing right now. I'm seeing clients of mine keep going to counseling and paying counselors mm -hmm. to keep telling them to keep going to counseling. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not, you're not working hard to shift your life or to shift in and 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 align yourself with your goals you're just looking for somebody to continually you know acknowledge where you're at we do that to start yes but then when somebody says they have a goal we have to hold them accountable and hold ourselves accountable to that and the goal is both mental and emotional and physical if we we're talking about climbing a mountain or running a marathon you know it you have to physically be able to do it, but you have to mentally be able to get through the physical challenges. So it isn't one or the other. It's 100% of both. And so when we talk about mindset matters, we look at, you know, I, of course, we've, I've coached and worked with thousands of real estate investors and small business owners. I'll use that as an example. Tell me how. Just give me more stuff. Just tell me how to do it. And I go, okay, got it. You know, we can give you the hows all day long. Well, why is it that hows fail? I give you all this information and you still don't achieve your goals. Whose fault is that? Well, no, then they quit rain or they fire me or whatever, because when you don't take responsibility for your results, then you fire the coach. That's right. So they get halfway through 
they get halfway through the process and they quit. I can't do this. It's too big. I shouldn't have set such a big goal. So as coaches, we look at them and go, do you trust us? Do you really trust me? Yes. Okay, then just take the next step. So somebody will say to me, I can't get a deal done. I can't buy this piece of real estate. I'll go, okay, give me, tell me something. Have you gone to your mortgage broker? Do you know exactly where you are financially? Well, I reached out to them. I haven't followed up with them. You know, we haven't got back to each other. And I'm going, you can't do anything until you know where you are financially and understand what you can qualify for as a mortgage. I mean, that's a, a, a absolute first step. And it's like, that's where they trip over it. Well, no, but I was looking at this deal and I got this button. I got, doesn't, none of that's all, that's all clutter. It's all motion, not action. You have to follow the process in order to achieve that result. So it's, you know, go back to the analogy of climbing the mountain or, well, I bought this really great backpack and, you know, and, and it's going to be awesome and I can breathe oxygen. And it's like, okay, well, no, you still got to walk around the block a couple of times. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter what shoes you buy. It's like when I wanted to get into cycling, I wanted to buy the best bike and the best shorts and the best shoes. And Patrick said, well, you probably should just ride your bike. Ride your bike. Start there. Okay. So, you know, the point of this, you know, this Mindset Matters conversation really is about being prepared to do the work. Don't minimize it. Take it on. Be proud of the work you do and the skills you develop in doing it. And it's never for naught. It will come back to be beneficial to you any and in the future. So sometimes we do things and we go, what the hell did we, what a waste of time. It was never a waste of time. Well, I shouldn't say never, never say never, never say always. Okay, so the point is this, is that we develop skills, we work hard, we look at it, we don't give up, we understand that it is a process, it's incremental, and that the work we do will always serve us into the future, but don't quit. Don't give up. Be coachable. Understand what it is that you've got going on mentally around your belief systems and understand that your belief systems actually drive your behavior. And so your behavior is what gets you into action. So it always comes back to your belief systems. It always comes back to your mindset. It always comes back to the attitude that you have as you move forward. Well said. And I think you know, back to, you know, linking back to some of the podcasts we've done in the past is that, you know, the the crisis advantage and, and then linking that to the fulfillment conversation is that, you know, hard work, there's some, there's some pride in that and knowing that you've done the work. And when you're, if you're standing on the podium or you're signing the deal and you know you've done the work, there's a quiet humility that goes with, yeah. And I never will say to anybody or my clients, I go, well, you know, you deserve that. I don't say that. What I say is well-earned. Well-earned. That's it, because you have to do the work. And this goes back to, we've we've mentioned it many times here, but, you know, the work we did with Dr. Paul Stoltz was really, really cool. Uh, John D. Martini, Understanding that we have to develop skills, you know, the adversity. Understanding adversity. What is your adversity quotient? How good are you at handling adversity? That's a trained skill, we have to actually be consciously developing our ability to deal with adversity, you know, getting that grit that it takes to get through it. You know, after coaching thousands of people, one-on-one, one-on-many, off stage, you know, on stage, we've done it all. We start to see those patterns of success, but we also see the patterns of those that don't achieve the results that they say they want to achieve. And ultimately, 
Don't cut corners. It is going to take hard work. Embrace the hard work and be proud of the work that you're doing and the skills that you're developing to achieve the outcome that you're trying to achieve. So that's what I got to say in this edition of Mindset Matters. Do you want to finish it up? I think the last thing is to not judge what other people's version of hard work is. I mean, I've got people around me that they honestly will say, I'm working so hard and you have no idea how hard I'm working, but they don't get the results they want. Mm-hmm. So you know what? It's also connected to motion versus action. Yeah, You can be energetically all working hard and doing all this stuff and putting up with shit and doing all that stuff and things are blowing up. But if you're not getting the result you want, then that's not hard work. Oh, okay. That we can go on off a whole tangent on that, but we'll leave it at that for now. So this was this edition of Mindset Matters. If you're interested in digging into it deeper, doing some one-on-one or, well, actually not one-on-one, we're doing some group stuff that we're kicking off a program called Mindset Matters. If you're interested in doing that, you can reach out to raincanada.com. You can see that on the website. And I know there's a link to registering. And if you have any questions and you want to reach out to us directly, it's CEO at raincanada.com. CEO at R-E-I-N canada.com we'd love to hear from you love your feedback if you like this make sure you share it and uh if you got some questions some comments we always love to hear that that inspires us as well and uh thanks for listening thank you that was fun ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening if you found value in the podcast please take the time to rate and review and share with others share with your friends as it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener. If you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.